Walking with Jesus, serving with love, sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Buddy Dan Van Voris here. Glad to be back on the podcast for this, the third week of the month here in June. It is gloomy, which I, I don't mind. I quite enjoyed living in Scotland with Beth Ann, and I liked that kind of weather. But sun is coming later this summer, and it is already in Minnesota, where I am heading off to this Sunday. You won't see me at church this Sunday because I will be out in Alexandria, Minnesota at a family camp where I'm the guest speaker for the week, and I certainly welcome uh, your prayers next week as I will be the main teacher teaching for a number of hours every morning to the adults at the camp. And I, you know, I haven't taught primarily in the classroom for seven years now. And in my pivot to church work, I want to make sure that I don't make things more complicated than they are, that I'm not driven by the vanity of learning and knowing, but rather in what I can bring in my capacity as a a church historian to the people of God. I'm, I'm so blessed by this podcast and opportunities I've had here at, at PCOM to teach a little, preach a bit, and teach at primetime, the midweek message and meal. More on that in a second. And thanks for the shout out from Courtney to listen to the Christian History Almanac. That's my real job. If you go to your podcast app, you can download and subscribe for free. And if you just want to go on your computer, you don't want to mess with your phone. 1517, my company has now registered the domain danvanvoris.com. And if you go there, all my shows can be found. And all of this stuff is going to tie in together. So how can I thread this needle? Back when I preached a few weeks ago, I mentioned the marks of the church in Acts 2, right? What the church does. We have the apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. And I quoted N.T. Wright in stating that whatever fellowship is, it is nothing less than friendship. It is friendship at its core. It's, it's more than that, but nothing less. And I think we do well to think of friendship as a holy thing. It is amongst the most profound things that this church has brought me and my family after a season of, of dissolution and sorrow and, and not just COVID, but leaving our, our old church body when I, I left my old job. And so we have, have really coveted the friendship that we've had with, with so many at church. And recently, we had the opportunity to go to Los Angeles with the aforementioned primetime group, and uh, Daryl and Lincoln and uh, uh, Bethann and our boys and the Green family and Peter and, and his son and a bunch of saints here at PCOM went up to Alvera Street. We took the train from Irvine um, up, up to LA and then took a, an open-air two-story bus. And it was just for fellowship, just friendship, especially intergenerational. There was nothing else happening than, hey, let's spend time together. And that's important for me, and it's important for my boys. I, I, I think that, that they are going to need others in the church and not just in their peer group. I think it's important for all of us to do that. And so that was great. And it sparked my idea. I didn't know what I was doing for my weekend edition, my longer form uh, show. But being up in Los Angeles, I was reminded of the story 
of Father Greg Boyle. You might know his story. He was uh, is a Jesuit who went to the poorest church in in uh, poorest Catholic church in Los Angeles, the Dolores Mission in Boyle Heights, uh, someplace they don't take you on the tour of Los Angeles. And he did this in the 80s and 90s and um, really, really just transformed a community with something called Homeboy Industries. And based on Pastor Courtney's question about book recommendations, I, I certainly recommend his Tattoos on the Heart from 2010. It's the story of his ministry there. It's gritty, and there's some language, and, and, and he's a Jesuit. But if, if that interests you, I really, really loved that book. You can also listen to my weekend edition and get the 30-minute version of his life and ministry. And I'm, I'll just, I did, this isn't in my notes, but one more recommendation. So I am currently alone. My family is up at a camp uh, with my in-laws as I'm preparing to go to a camp next week. And so I'm, uh, I'm at home. And I wanted to watch the soccer match between Canada and Team USA for the CONCACAF Cup. But you have to have Paramount Plus, and I don't have Paramount Plus, so I bought it for a month, $4.99. And then I remembered, because I had Paramount Plus, I could watch the three-part documentary called Sometimes When We Touch. Uh, It is the story of soft rock in the 70s and 80s, and it is about... The, the Carpenters, and it is about all this music that I, I grew up, I still, I still really like. It's, you know, England Dan and John Ford Coley and Air, Air Supply and stuff that's kind of cheesy, but I recommend it. I watched all three episodes last night because I'm all, all alone. All right, so that's my recommendation there. And so as I was doing the podcast that, that was based on the trip that I had just made with Primetime, I, I came to two conclusions, I suppose, in that podcast, two words that have been jangling around in my head and actually connect to some of the stuff uh, here on the PCOM podcast and at, at church. There were two words that are, are theological terms, so don't get intimidated. I know sometimes it's, it's, I like to use more common words than theological terms, But I I do think sometimes using language that might sound a little clunky or foreign does tie us to the centuries of the church that's taught the same thing. So when we use the word, it's the same word they used. It's it's usually Latin or Greek. But consider uh, if your family is, say, Spanish or or German or you come from another language and you have these these words that just kind of come down into English still because it, it connects you to your past. So I think sometimes these words, we, we do well to use the, the bigger terms, but I'm going to unpack them here. Two words, vocation with a V and imputation. Let's start with vocation. Think vocal cords, right? It means to call. Or maybe you've heard of vocational training schools, and you might know those are specific job training schools. So vocation from the Latin vocatio, comes from or gives us calling and job. It's the thing or job you are called to. In my old Lutheran context, this word is used all the time. And then when I came to PCOM, so many of you were talking about Joining Jesus by Greg Finke. And I went out and I, I read it and, and I thought, wow, this guy's doing vocation. And so I I looked into Greg Finke, and it turns out he was a Lutheran pastor. He was in my old church body. So there's a a connection there. 
And uh, just for good measure, on my podcast last weekend on Father Boyle, I mentioned Greg Finke and joining Jesus. So if, if I wasn't all in now at PCOM, you know that I am because I'm now quoting Greg Finke. The connection between vocation or calling and Lutheranism goes back to Martin Luther himself. He was, Martin Luther was kind of a weird guy. He was meticulous in counting every sin and confessing everything to his confessor to, to try to reach perfection. He fixated on verses like, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. He didn't go into the ministry to serve others, but rather to make sure he was doing it all perfectly. He was a monk in the worst way, in it for himself, to become perfect. And as you might know or suppose, uh, he had what we might call a mental breakdown because he couldn't be perfect. Speaking of not being perfect, those are those are our sirens in the background. And I do enjoy the Pecom Pod for its uh, it's just us chatting, and so I don't think I'm going to edit that. Yeah, it's just it's fine. So Martin Luther couldn't be perfect. He tried to be. He had a mental breakdown. And now the second word makes its entry: imputation to impute. And in the first sense, this is the perfection of Jesus imputed to us. We are made perfect by his perfection. That's what woke Luther up. So I don't have to be perfect? I'm perfect in God's eyes because of Jesus. Fantastic. Well, then what am I to do? Oh, love my neighbor. That's how God works in the world. And you don't have to go off to the monastery to do this stuff. Now, if you're Pastor Daryl, you might do it for fun. But I know he doesn't do it because he has to or he's trying to get more gold stars on his faith card. And we might not think of, of running to a monastery, but we might get weighed down by, are we doing enough? These are questions that can keep us up at night. And I can't answer that for you. That's something that I think happens in 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 prayer and in, in fellowship and friendship. But I can say that in Jesus, all has been made right with God. You are perfect in his eyes. And so now the question, what do I do? The answer is whatever seems obvious. What are you called to? And it's going to be different in different seasons. It's going to be a parent or a grandparent or being a friend. It's going to be your job. It's going to be doing that thing that might seem secular, but in doing it, you're actually loving people. Clayton Simon serves God by serving people's pets. I've told the story before, but uh, he uh, put down our our cat, uh, which Jeff was called our cat. We, we named her Waffles some 20 years ago when we got her and never called her that. And she was just Kitty forever. And so Kitty, unfortunately, just got old and, and had to be put down and, and Clayton, the, the friend, but also the, uh, the veterinarian took the family in and explained what was happening and uh, put Kitty down and, and, and prayed for us. And, that, and Clayton does this, right? He, this is his vocation. He's not ripping people off. He's being honest. He, he and Mary are God's hands at uh, their place of work, and so are you. That's your vocation. As I mentioned before, the vocation of friendship. The other day, the, the Ellis's were out with Raymond, and they stopped at Costco, and Daryl came and dropped off my son, and then a box of Spindrift, because he knows that's my favorite drink. That's my favorite water. Of all the waters, of all the LaCroix 
and the everything spindrift is, is my favorite. So what does God want you to do? What's your calling? How do you do, as we say, join Jesus on his everyday mission? We don't have to overcomplicate it. It's, it's sacred, it's secular, it's our vocation. And then back real fast to that word imputation. Yes, uh, we are imputed. Christ gives us his righteousness. But Jeff mentioned on his episode, Richard Rohr, and the idea that the mature Christian sees Jesus in others. And I, I've been transformed by this teaching of imputation, not only just Jesus imputing his righteousness to me, but because now I impute the best onto others. I impute the, the loveliness of Christ. I impute the image of God on others. We treat others as God sees them in his image. Even if mired in something you don't like or in sin, how did he, how did he find you? When we impute Jesus into that annoying kid on the e-bike or the person who cut me off or the person with certain views that I don't like, it transforms us, it transforms them. And, and that's what Father Greg Boyle did to the gang members in Boyle Heights. They weren't trash. They weren't the problem to eradicate. They were the people to love. And as they saw him loving them, they not only felt loved in that instance, but felt lovable. And that changes everything. So I will take your prayers for my upcoming trip to teach in Minnesota. I invite you to think about those words, vocation or calling, and how God's calling in your life is how you love your neighbors and how the great news of imputation is Jesus's perfection for us, but then we return the favor to those we are called to live amongst. So that's me, if you have a question or topic you'd like me to cover, stop me on the patio at church. Ask me a question. And on the 5th of July, when I get back, I'm going to be doing the midweek message at primetime at 11. And I'd love to see you there and, and have a meal there too. So go in peace. Know that Jesus is good news. And as I like to say on my other show, everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm.